0: Thank you so much for joining the Dr. Whisperer podcast show. I am your host, Sharon Feckety, and you are here to listen to others talk about the business of medicine. Don't forget to subscribe, share it with somebody else that is in the business of medicine so we can all learn together. Thank you for being here and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Whisperer Show, where we talk about the business of medicine. And I am very happy today to have Samantha Varner, who is a profit coach, which I love because I, as I just said to Samantha before I hit record, like my doctors that I work with are brilliant. They can save lives. They can... They can do incredible things. They can also, you know, get their MBAs. Doesn't necessarily mean that they know how to make a profit. So with that, I'd like to welcome Samantha Varner to the
1: show. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I am excited to have a conversation today.
0: Yes, a conversation will be that. (laughs) So as somebody who has navigated uh, with doctors through the business of medicine for many years, what has been your um, impression of how almost the same thing that I said. You know, they're really, really great. Obviously, at treating patients and saving lives. But where do you feel like they miss miss the boat?
1: I think I think doctors just end up in a position where they have created a business inadvertently by the way that their their education and kind of their calling creates, but they don't necessarily have that business understanding or back end or just all of the details around business ownership they often don't think of each o- of themselves as entrepreneurs either which i think it makes it hard because they're not looking at it as an entrepreneurial venture they're looking at it as providing exceptional service to their patients and what we see a lot in my coaching with doctors and in my in my past life in Canada in the medical association is just a lot of fear, a lot of worry, a lot of unknowing of who to even go to, to get the help that they need or uncovering perhaps what the help they need is exactly. Yes.
0: And that word vulnerability, Samantha, is, you know, one of my favorites, of course, I'm a huge fan of Bernie Brown. So who mm-hmm. would not the vulnerability? And I do find that there is a lot of fear and shame surrounding the not knowing of who to trust, the not No, or admitting that they don't understand. Yes, They understand so much, right? I mean, it's almost when you were able to see it so clearly, like, wow, you could really like, you could save somebody's life and it's okay that you don't understand the financial portion of your business, right? So what what has that been like? And how can we help these doctors break out of that vulnerable or that pride, should I say, that Mm -hmm. they
1: I think I think the first and foremost thing that I ever learned speaking with doctors is not putting them on a pedestal, treating them exactly as any other client who is in a business, who is trying to figure out how to make it grow from where they currently are right through to whatever those goals are. And sometimes, honestly, it's the setting of the goal seems incomprehensible, but it's just having the conversation, opening the door for that discussion in asking the questions in a way that feels, Hey, it's okay. It's okay to admit to me, you don't know what you're doing in this area. It's okay to say, this seems really hard, or I've left it to somebody else, whether it's my office manager or whatever to do. And now I'm realizing I really needed to keep a closer eye. It's that it's just, I think, allowing that conversation to happen and have there be Absolutely no judgment there. It's completely neutral. It's just a fact. It's also a fact that we can learn how to do this better, no matter what you're capable, right?
0: Yeah. So we are recording this show uh, before Christmas and we're talking about, you know, all the boxes that must get wrapped. Um, But this show is airing right at the beginning of 2023, a brand shrinking new year. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm hoping as I just got off with a, a client. Um, we were talking about our intentions for 2023. Um, what what advice would you offer to the people that are in the industry uh, to make these better decisions besides the obvious, which would be to hire you?
1: <laughs> Clearly, always that. <laughs> I well, think, yeah, okay, I think the start always is to reflect backwards, to take the time And this is hard, right? This is especially hard with this group of people, but take the time to reflect on what worked and what didn't last year and what you loved about the way that your practice was running or scheduling or any of the pieces, billing, and what you hated. What you know was kind of that tripping point every week. It was like, ah, this still is hard. Really reflecting on it and then, sitting down to make a plan as to capitalize on the things that work, leaning really heavily on what you're already exceptional at, and then making a list of where do I need the help? Is that hiring somebody like me? Is that maybe just sitting down with your accountant and asking more questions than you've ever asked before, right? Or is it getting marketing help in a way that you haven't considered before to build that practice? Whatever that looks like, but just identifying the gaps and the wins of last year. I think we get, if we're sitting in a new year, sometimes we get a little bit morose around what we didn't achieve the year before, as if it was a failure. And I think spending the time to reflect allows us to see the wins of what what was accomplished in the last year. And that's more important than the failures, to be honest.
0: Yeah. You'll appreciate this, Samantha. One of the first questions that I ask when I'm working with a new client is what is your marketing budget? Now, Yeah. Nice. I asked that purposefully because I always know that they have no idea.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So I kind of watch the uncomfortability and the body movements and maybe making up some, you know, ludicrous number, like, oh, it's a hundred thousand dollars a month. Most, you know, um, privately held uh, medical practices that I work with don't have that kind of budget, but how vital is it for these physicians Anybody in the healthcare industry, anybody in any industry. Okay.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) To know your numbers. It's critical. It, it is that concept of you can only control and change what you know. Mm
0: -hmm. And if you
1: don't know them, you have no idea what's happening. You don't know where you're spending money that you don't need to spend or where there is, there is that gap. And it's like, no, marketing is a thing. You need to be marketing. You can't just assume hanging out my shingle. There's enough people that are just going to flock to me. That is possibly true, but it's not necessarily your ideal patient either, right? There are certain patients that are going to fit your model or the way that you do business or the way that you practice and your specialty. You want to encourage those into your practice instead of be dealing with clients that that patients that just are Not the ideal fit for your expertise and sending them to the person who is their ideal fit, right?
0: Yeah. And you know, um, I'm a real stickler for return on investment. So I I remember the first doctor that told me he didn't know what ROI meant. And I was so happy because he was vulnerable enough, at least to tell me that. Absolutely. Right. And um, so no more business jargon. I I don't, and I don't even, if that's business jargon, we're in a lot of trouble. But um, (laughs) I really do think that. If you don't understand, marketing is just one example of many, but if you don't know how to do something, like you don't understand social media, you don't understand um, marketing and and ads and Google ads and all of that, but you hire a company, but you're going to oversee what the company's doing of something you don't understand. doesn't make any sense, Mm -hmm. which will affect your bottom line. So it really does come down to, I find, getting the right people in place, right, Samantha? Like, yeah. I think that there's a misnomer out there that because you have an accountant, he's going to be the, or she's going to be the one to guide you through how you can save money, where their job as an accountant is to file your taxes. Mm
1: -hmm. To crunch the numbers every year. Yeah, that's it, right? They're not going to say, look, I was reviewing your expenses and it seems like there's a massive flow of cash going to marketing. And yet I'm seeing no return since you started making that investment. No, no account has time to do that. And that's not their job. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And it's the same as anybody, right. Whether it's, um, the one I see a lot is with ads where it's, we're spending so much money on ads and that should be all I have to do. And it's like, no, you still have to take and convert the leads that come in from those ads in whatever capacity that they do into patients. You still have to do that work. That's not that's not what the ad agency's job is either, right? And I think we forget that.
0: Yes, yes, and to the yes. A (laughs) client running through my mind right now that hired a really great company, no fault of theirs, they were bringing in a tremendous amount of leads. But if you don't have the staffing in place to close the lead, that's why it's so important that, um, and maybe you'll expand upon this, like when I think of what you do, I think about uh, kind of what I do I don't get involved in the finances, but I do get involved with restructuring how everything is working and then working out a marketing plan, working out a social media strategy, all of that good stuff. Uh, And then thinking about the people that we have in place. But Mm -hmm. I would assume that you kind of come in and you go and you just look at all of the money going out and then matching it. And then giving them some good, solid advice, because it doesn't matter if you are spending money on ads or on social media or any of that stuff, if you don't have the people in place to close
1: the deal. Yeah. Well, that's exactly it is. I take that that path of, or maybe I always think of it kind of like a strainer, Mm -hmm. right? Where I strain everything through, what are we trying to create goal-wise? What are we trying to create revenue-wise? And we're going to evaluate all of those financial decisions And then we're going to allocate those funds to specific things that are going to create that return. And yeah, we have that same conversation of sometimes it's hiring. It's that automation or delegation of roles that isn't being done. Sometimes it's sales and promotion and marketing and advertising or just getting better at whoever is actually the person forward facing for sales. That is that person, every impression a person has of a clinic or a practice, that that is critical to the sales process, right? To the decision of them coming to be a lifelong patient of that, of that clinician. And so if you're not doing that well, or that person isn't skilled in that area, or they're not skilled in billing, right? That is a big area where um, a lot of physicians are just relying so heavily on their billing clerks and all of that sort of thing. And it is difficult, right? It is. It is. You need to spend the money on the expertise in those areas because it does make a massive difference at the end of the day.
0: Are you still running your medical practice like it's 1990? Well, what about Reva Global Medical Virtual Assistance? A medical virtual assistant, I promise you, is the way to run your medical practice today. Why? Because you can save, I don't know, thousands of dollars no more paying for health insurance, no more worrying about office space. You also have trained professionals. These wonderful human beings get trained, and they have a client service manager that makes sure that your VA that you're working with for your practice is hitting all the goals that you need to make sure that your practice is run efficiently and friendly. Check out Revo Global Medical Virtual Assistance today! you tired of the one-on-one grind you want to break free from the brick and mortar practice and work from anywhere ready to impact more lives work less all while making more money sound too good to be true it's not you can actually learn how to do all of this and more at the first annual in this together live event that's happening in orlando florida on february 20th to the 22nd 2023 Join your host, Dr. Kylie Burton, and other world-class speakers for an event unlike any other you've attended. And it's for practitioners only. These tickets will sell out, so grab yours quickly. We will provide the link to this event in the show notes. Click. So. Yeah, you know, I I ran um... Two big practices, but the last one, and I've admitted this many times. I think looking back today, I would have 100% outsourced my billing to a company that that's literally all they do. Because I think sometimes the business owners think it's it's best to have somebody in house mm-hmm. that they can keep their thumb on, yes. whereas. If you think about outsourcing that to a company that that's what they do, that's what they're best suited for. They have systems in place. They're touching the um, electronic billing that's going out. They're touching the accounts payable and the receivables. It's a constant. And if you rely on one person or a team of people that are maybe, ah, dare I say, complacent, Samantha,
1: yeah, we're um, eventually complacent. Not you know because it becomes easier. Right, yeah. it becomes available to them to be complacent,
0: and it does. And yeah. I think that that's a lot of um, where money goes up in smoke in practices is the hiring process and not farming stuff out to the right
1: mm-hmm. individuals. Yeah. I mean,
0: to me, it's like, uh, yeah, I I need a profit
1: coach. It's just just the name profit coach. <laughs> that's literally the response I get all the time. Is so wait, you're profit coach. Well, I need that. And I'm like, I know you should call right. me. You're going to
0: help me make a profit. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. It's like, cause otherwise it's just a hobby, right? Or it's just an expensive, not necessarily hobby because it's still work, but it, if we're not using our business to create the life that we're aiming for, we're doing it wrong if we're working so hard and so many hours, just because you're on that like hamster wheel of like, if I'm not there and I'm not billing, I'm not making money. And I don't have enough to cover my expenses, be it business or personal. And I don't ever have time to turn off. I don't have time to be out of the office and available for all the rest of your life, whatever that looks like. But that's the stuff we actually care about. Right. And we forget that there's easier ways to do it. There's, there's systems and processes and help you can get. So you're not killing yourself to make a certain amount of money and never getting to enjoy it. That is not why people went into private practice. Mm. It's just not. Well yeah, and
0: that, that is the the one the one of the biggest conundrums. And I think that it's a, a misnomer to think that if you're gonna go and open your own business and think that you're not gonna work very hard. You are gonna work very hard. You are but, yeah. but you could work very smart, you know. You mm-hmm. I'm here at work today, you're working today yep. for one reason only. Um I enjoy it.
1: <laughs> Ditto.
0: Yeah, I actually <laughs> enjoy what I'm doing and I have you know, full-time employee taking care of all of the things that I, as you listed before, some of the the things that I don't like. Right. We take those lists, a very serious list. And if you haven't done it before the end of 2022, it's a good time to really make that list. I I think that, I don't think enough energy is put into the list of the things that I love, the things that I like, and the things Mm -hmm. that I hate.
1: Yeah. And And, the things that you hate, just straight up outsource. Like mm -hmm. if you hate it, you're going to do a terrible job. You're going to avoid it. You're going to forget it. You're going to just, it's going to be the thing that you're ruminating on in the middle of the night when you wake up in a cold sweat that you're like, (gasps) I needed to do the, no, get that off your plate so that it can go to somebody who does love doing, there is somebody who loves doing all the jobs. Yes. All the jobs. Let's give an example. I have an example. Okay, I well, I hate accounting.
0: Right, (laughs) I hate accounting, and I hate bookkeeping. Yeah, my book. So I outsource my. I have a fantastic, outsourced bookkeeping company that I am happy to mention. They're called Supporting Strategies, and they. I've been with them for probably. I am going to say five six years. I got an email this year that said, you know, due to the state of the world. And in order for us to keep really great people in our company, we have to increase what you are currently paying us. Now, they had never increased it. Yep. And I got the you know, it was like double what I was paying. And I sat back and my first thought was, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to pay that. Yep. But my second thought was, it was almost immediate. Like, of course, I'm going to pay it. hmm. Of course, I'm going to pay for really great work, yeah. so I don't have to worry about it. And I 100% agree with you having to be able to keep people within your company, so you have to pay them more. That makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. But we pe- some people get tight with that, and they don't want to pay the increases. But it's so much me- it's so much better to spend that money than to watch it actually be lit on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not see? what do you see Samantha?
1: I see yeah, I I see so many I see the two things I think I see the most is purchases or expenses that are going through that people buy to solve a problem mm-hmm. and they don't use it effectively so it's not actually ever solving the problem, right? Purchasing softwares that we never figure out how to use or implement or like create really deeply into the practice. Mm -hmm. Um, I see throwing money at stuff, like thinking this will be the solution, but not taking the time to explore who is the right fit for this or, or leaning and trusting the people that you do hire. So being willing, I think that coming back like full circle to that vulnerability piece, it is okay to feel dumb. And ask the questions to the professionals you hire. You don't need to maintain some like stiff upper lip and like, I know this already. And so you're not telling me anything new. It's like, no, ask a thousand questions. If your provider is not willing to have that conversation, you've chosen the wrong one. And that's okay. You can fix that. But most of the time, they're just so grateful that a client is willing to go a little bit farther down the path to understand So that they are a better client for that person, but also so that they are better able to serve them and have that conversation, know that it's not just like sailing right over our heads. And they're like, do you get it? And you're, you want to honestly say like, no, that doesn't make sense to me. I'm not exactly sure how that translates or yeah, I get it. I get it. And I will implement that change because now I know why I'm doing it. And too often we try to look like we know what we're talking about when we don't yet. And that's
0: okay. Yes. Uh, And you said something very key, you know, explaining the why. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to tell people what they should do, but to have somebody understand why they're doing it is Mm -hmm. truly, it truly helps it to almost, uh, you know, come full circle in their mind. A has to match B and then C and then D. But, you know, I I remember, and it's a long time ago, but I remember at the end of every year, we would have the accountants come And I would say the same thing every year to the physicians. Now, listen, the accountant's going to come. You're going to have a lot of questions. You're going to think that I know the answer because you trust me and I've been here for eight years. I promise you, I don't know the answer. So (laughs) when the accountants leave, if you ask me any of the questions, I'm going to call them on speakerphone and I'm going to tell them that you asked me the questions. I'm going to humiliate you. And of course, we would laugh about it. Mm-hmm. So really, It is a lot of it has to do with just about what you said. And that is just being vulnerable. I don't mm-hmm. think anybody expects you to know everything, even if you have an MD or DO after your name, there's a lot of things that I myself am proud to say that I don't know. And I, mm-hmm. I trust the experts to take care of and I get
1: people in my life that I trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Building that team. Right. And really I think it's that reflection on the year and then building where are the gaps and just filling the gaps and making that the priority moving forward for the next year allows you to feel more confident. And that it might be a year over year over year growth plan. It's not this is an instant gratification. We're not going to be able to fix all the pieces in a month, right? By the end of January, chances are you'll still have stuff to work on. Yeah. But being in that position of creating that team for yourself, just. make all the difference right and then you have somebody you can call and say hey this is blowing up over here how do i do this and somebody can answer you quickly instead of you scrolling around on youtube
0: amen please stop googling everything you know it's so funny that you say that because doctors are most frustrated by what we call like google moms or google experts that come in that know all their symptoms well, we, yep. we feel the same way. You think you yeah. understand how to make a profit or how to do marketing or social media or whatever it is. So the YouTube um, is great for all of your recipes that you
1: will encounter for this holiday season. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do diagnose yourself on YouTube. Right. But the good, the thing I think it is useful for is finding the people that are Resonating with you, the experts, right? So, if you are seeking out someone, an accountant, having somebody that exists that you can kind of really get a feel for them before you meet them necessarily, even that can be highly valuable. But think of them like a recipe, you still have to make it, right? Yes.
0: Amen. You know, I tell my doctors, make sure that you, even before you're hiring somebody, if it's going to be like another physician or another nurse practitioner, I say you really should be dating them. Yes. Yes, really actually like them, drive with them, trust them, feel good being around them because mm-hmm. doing business as much as I was taught, which was wrong, so I had to unlearn this, was that you know businesses it's not personal, it's very personal, deeply, <laughs> deeply, deeply, uh, hence why it's you have to be vulnerable because this is your livelihood, so Samantha, I couldn't be happier with our conversation. Hopefully other people liked it, but I'm I'm right on the same page with you, sister. I love it.
1: <laughs> yep, I think we are very, very aligned. So this <laughs> was great. Well, Samantha's information on how to reach her, which I would highly
0: encourage you to do if you want to actually make a profit, how mm-hmm. about a profit coach? So look out for Samantha's information in the show notes. And Samantha, thank you so much for being here.
1: Happy 2023 to you. Thank you. You too. We are going to make it through the end and get all those presents wrapped and under the tree, right? Yeah,
0: listen, oh, we hope so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so if you want to party like it's 1999, but run your medical practice like it's 2022, don't forget to check out Reva Global Medical Virtual Assistance. Don't forget to grab your tickets to the first annual In This Together live event in Orlando, Florida, happening on February 20th to the 22nd, 2023, with your host, Dr. Kylie Burton. Grab your tickets now. Link in show notes.